Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 21st. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We got to hurry. We got a lot of news. A quick recap of yesterday. It was the Liberty Roundtable live radio show simulcast with the Sheriff Mac TV show for the first hour. And we had on our guest, Mickey Wittoft. Do you know who that is, ladies and gentlemen? It's the mother of victim Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, we had her on. She's uh, been in the nation's capital protesting for the last 50 days, trying to help the prisoners who are behind bars for the January 6th fiasco. They're not getting due process, so she's livid. She's caring about those who are alive, even though her poor daughter is dead, murdered by our government, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, our prayers are with Mickey and family. It was great to have her on, and we'll do all we can to support her and her efforts. Second half hour, we had on David Clark, Jr. He was the former Wisconsin sheriff, or former Milwaukee sheriff, I should say. If you're looking for compromise, you've come to the wrong place, David says. AmericasSheriff.com to learn more about that. And here's the interesting thing. After backlash, you have, you, I'm sorry, Utah sheriffs, so the Utah Sheriff's Association, after backlash, the Utah Sheriff's Association canceled David Clark from a speaking engagement. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. The Utah Sheriff's Association canceled. David Clark, that he was supposed to speak to their annual conference after receiving pushback from the NAACP. Think about that. Lady's name is Janetta Williams, single-handedly for the NAACP, told a Salt Lake Tribune reporter Friday evening that she spoke with the Sheriff's Association and she got David Clark canceled. Yeah, neither Cache County's Chad Jensen or any of the others responded to a request for comment, but they just shut down Clark. Now, Clark wrote on Facebook in rebuttal, as the liberal media tries to label people as extremists, controversial, polarizing, and anything that tries to silence your voice, just remember, there's a reason behind it. Your voice matters. Never be silenced. The more they try to silence you, the more you should speak out, David Clark says. Now, this is an interesting story for a lot of reasons. But archives of the simulcast of Liberty Roundtable Live and the Sheriff Mac Show, if you want audio, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. If you want the video, brideon.com. Uh, and you can check out both of those interviews. All right. Second hour, I was with Richard Maxtill, and we talked about Hispanic Texans may now be the state's largest demographic group 
new census shows. Yeah, and the global audience for Queen Elizabeth was over $4 billion for the funeral, they say. That is just shocking, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get into it. James Edwards with me, well-known talk to host with The Political Cesspool, author of Racism, Spacism, and More. His website, thepoliticalcesspool.org, award-winning talk radio every Saturday night live. Can I say that all in a row, or will I just get um, abused? for? Anyway, he is on Saturday nights, and he is live, so there you go. Um, but anyway, The Political Cesspool, every Saturday night live, and then on demand at thepoliticalcesspool.org. James, welcome back, sir. Sam, it's great to be back, and it's been a busy news week, as you said. Boy, howdy, what do you think of the Hispanics being the largest group in Texas now, they say? Uh, probably not a good thing. Uh, probably not a good thing. I think one of the things that keeps a nation together is uh, its commonality, and you need people of uh, that have similarities, similar language, similar culture, yeah. similar Did you know there's an illegal that agrees with you, which like we'll that. get into in the broadcast in a minute? No, I'm sure there are some honest people, and at the same no, time, I can't blame them. There's an illegal one. that's speaking out to make your points. We'll get to that in just a minute. But in the meantime, yesterday we also talked about this headline for the New York Times literally admitting admitting to uh, election vote manipulation at the least. Headline says, this adds for you, not your neighbor. And it says, data mining plus streaming can target political ads household by household, James. So tens of thousands of voters in the Detroit area got unique ads tailored to them. Yeah, based on consumer profiling and automated ad buying services that can literally target video messages to you. They're basically buying the person, not the content. They say they can they can look at your age. They can look at the voter database and see who you voted for before. They can know what your hot bus button issues are, pro-life, pro-choice, uh, taxes, uh, immigration, the border, whatever. And these political consulting firms can literally buy profiles on more than 200 million voters with all these different things, your income level, if you have children or not, how many children, their ages. And they can tailor these streaming services, these ad tech firms, they can even give a list of voters to the uh, streaming company, and they can import that list and then specifically use the analytics in that list. In other words, the profile, the dossier on you to deliver messages to you specifically, ladies and gentlemen. It is shocking. And I bring that up because, uh, James Edwards, they can say, look, uh, Sam is a grandpa, so we can appeal to you know the elderly. Hey, uh, Sam, um, you know, this candidate really understands issues for the elderly. Or they can come back to you and say, you know, this guy's been a homeschooler, or a school choice advocate for a long time because they know you have little kids. Uh, and they can literally manipulate the information that everybody sees. Even your next-door neighbor can get a different ad. It's that finite in detail. They're admitting into the New York Times, if that's not election fraud or election tampering, I don't know what it is. They're literally giving specific messages to specific people individually by using your whole portfolio, dossier, whatever you want to say, profile about you and me, etc. You're literally getting propagandized before you go to the polls. James? Yeah, it, there's no doubt about it, Sam. It's definitely a high-tech form of voter manipulation. I can't tell you how many times I'm sure everybody's noticed this. You've noticed that your audience has noticed it. How many times my wife and I will just be in casual conversation on the couch or in the car or whatever, and then the next time we pull up a, a phone or our computer or our laptop, 
There's an ad uh, based upon what we've talked about. Not what we've searched, mind you, but what we've talked about. And then this is just uh, sort of a another manifestation of uh, what they can do. And it really takes me back <laughs> to a conversation you and I had uh, back on a drive from Missouri some years ago uh, when we went to the uh, baptism of a friend. We've had this conversation a time or two. It all gets us one step closer to where those AIs take over, Sam, in this uh, Terminator 2-type uh, Armageddon like uh, reality that we have coming for us. Uh, I wonder who, w- what the machines are going to vote for. You know, here's one thing, though. One thing, though, about that is that they have to keep shutting down these AI machines because the AI machines are programmed to... Uh, they're pro- I don't know how they're programmed, but they're programmed in such a way that it's not getting the results they want. You have these machines sort of saying, hey, these people are committing the crimes, or this isn't good. The machines are actually based instead of woke, to use the parlance of our times. They have to keep reprogramming them until they you know, factor in the, the, you know, the political correctness that these machines are supposed to abide by rather than... Uh, what's taking place in reality. So I don't know. Maybe the machines will be on our side if, if we can survive this current nader. But yeah, technology is neither good nor bad. It's at the fingertips of who controls it and what their agenda and intentions are. Right? Now you're talking. Well, you know, right. and this is our back to election fraud very quickly, which is the point. Um, this is, you know, these midterms are, we got to remember these midterms are the first national elections coast to coast. I know we've had primaries and we've had some special elections, but this is the first, uh, election from coast to coast since that much debated, uh, 2020 election between Trump and Biden. So yeah, you're right about uh, that. See, in the old days of TV or some of these places, they had to just put a commercial out that they felt like would appeal to the most voters. Now all they have to do is highlight the things that they think I care about or you care about, leave the rest off the table. That's why it's propaganda. It's manipulating what you think, and it's specifically feeding with prior knowledge of you via the profiles and everything else, prior knowledge of what matters to you and doesn't matter to you. And they leave off the table things about the candidate that you may not be too happy about, and they only put on the table things that they know will make you believe that that's the candidate for you. Uh, And so it's literally data manipulation and it's vote manipulation. You know, it's hard to say it's vote fraud because uh, just so you know, um, with regular TV, the laws regulate all that. But with this new streaming stuff, the laws haven't kept up with the uh, technology. And so, therefore, it's not really illegal. So they can say, well, it's not vote fraud. It's not even illegal, Sam. What are you talking about? Well, okay. But literally, they're admitting that, hey, they look, you can change the outcome of the election if I believe this guy, uh, you know, is my kind of guy because I only get a single teeny manipulated soundbite snippets of who this guy is or this gal is or is not, etc. And that's really the problem uh, here. It's scary. All right. Illegal immigration under Joe Biden in 2022 is costing American taxpayers more than what Trump's border wall would have costed. Listen carefully. A new report conducted by this Federation for American Immigration Reform Um, I guess they say the 1.3 million migrants released into the country under the Biden administration will cost taxpayers $20.4 billion this year. The border wall was $15 billion, remember? And they say it's almost $10,000 per illegal. Let's come back and talk about that. we got a lot on this topic in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, Hispanic Texans may be the largest demographic group new census data shows. Here's my question to you, James Edwards. Uh, how many of those are illegal? Well, it's going to be hard to get any accurate numbers on that. I would, uh, Unless you have an, an answer already, I would say... A pretty substantial percentage. I don't. I don't have an answer, but I will say this to those who, um, you know, say this. What was the term they used when we said, "Hey, you know what? The whites are going to be displaced." White displacement theory, or whatever they called it, or whatever else. Yeah. Now uh, this displacement theory is white uh, displacement reality. Yeah. Well, it's how always say it's a, a theory now. Well, of course it has, but now how are they going to say it's not? How, how are they going to argue their theory now? Well, they'll keep they'll just keep saying what they always say and hope people believe them. But in fact, what they say to their own I'm talking about the left here, what they say to their own constituents is, in fact, bragging about it. It's only when they get called out by someone who uh, thinks that this isn't a great thing that they say, oh, what are you, a white supremacist, a conspiracy theorist? You know, even though the facts are just I mean, my God, say uh, an SPLC henchman, Mark Potok, had posted on his office wall the declining white demographics of this country from 1960 up until the present day. And there's just no doubt about it. Uh, there is, it's an incontrovertible fact that uh, the white per, uh, percentage of the population is declining at about 10% per decade. 
And a lot of that's by design. A lot of that's by design. I mean, they are certainly flood, and, and it's mainly done, obviously, by the flooding of the United States with uh, third world, i.e., non-white uh, immigration. So I think that's this a is lot the big of issue. it. I think a lot of it can be blamed on the whites, though. Hey, the Hispanics and other races are willing to have babies, and the whites are not. There you have it. No, that's a point. That that's a point too, and yeah. we talk about that. And of course, that's something that uh, we get called on a lot for saying we want our people to also have replacement level fertility to do as the Lord instructs. Not me, because I do, buddy. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. I get the uh, job done, people. Yeah, you've got the the arrow, uh, the quiver full of arrows for sure, as our Lord intended. But you know, this is the the topic of immigration, though. If I could say this, of uh, illegal this has been, immigration. Let's be clear. Well, and that's what's constituting most of the immigration, you know, to also that's the be, problem. be clear. I mean, there is, you know, obviously a, a certain amount of legal immigration. You go through the proper channels. That That is not the rule. That is the exception to the, the amount of influx of uh, so-called immigrants that we have here. Uh, but I thought that it was a political master class on behalf of, we're talking about Texas here, Governor Abbott and also uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, to switch the narrative back to a winning issue for Republicans, which is immigration restriction. And by sending busloads of immigrants to Kamala Harris's neighborhood, by flying a plane load of, 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 of illegal aliens from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, uh, has recalibrated the national discussion back to immigration. Now, what was it? Prior to that, it was abortion, which was probably an issue that was going to uh, get the Democrats uh, to mobilize their base. Now, before abortion, before the Roe versus Wade overturning, which was just, you know obviously just historic and in a good way, the topic had been another winning issue for Republicans, which was the Democrats' push for critical race theory and transgenderism and all of that heinous uh, satanic stuff. So that's what the conversation was prior to Roe. Once Roe overturned, we spent the whole summer, the Democrats were sort of uh, marshalling their forces, and now, at least for right now, I don't know what it'll be next month, or uh, it's not that far until Election Day, but right now, DeSantis and Abbott have been able to turn the national conversation back to an issue that's good for Republicans, and that is yeah, now, let me ask you, so do you we'll support, do you see DeSantis and uh, Abbott on this? Absolutely, I do. Uh, 100%. Right. I Listen, don't. I, mean, what, I don't. I let do. me tell you why. I, okay. Both groups, whether you do it, um, you know, Joe Biden style and bus illegals in or fly them in overnight, or you do it Abbott style or, you know, DeSantis style or Ducey style, both of them are getting illegals into the center of our country. I don't want either of them doing it. Deport these people, obey the law, and do it now. Okay? Yes. I don't want to say I, I applaud it when, a, when a, uh, an Abbott sends illegals into the country. Uh, but, hey, criticize it when Biden sends illegals into the country. How can uh, conservatives be so ignorant? In both cases, the deep state gets the job done, which is replace well, Americans uh, with illegal alien voters. If the full and complete plan was to send every illegal alien that's in Texas to Martha's Vineyard, then you would be right. I think with the small number, or in Florida, I think with the small number that we're talking about here, it has served as a, a tool. And that's all it ever was. I mean, sending 50 illegal aliens from Florida to uh, this uh, elite community this nesting ground of the elites wasn't done to be a widespread program but it has pointed out and i think masterfully so the hypocrisy yes i mean ultimately maybe you want so them maybe back not to it's where just they gonna go from. sideways but hey these people are shipping them in DeSantis style or biden style uh hispanic or here's the deal illegals now flown to massachusetts 
filed a class action lawsuit against <laughs> Ron DeSantis and other Florida officials. They say no human being should be used as a political pawn. Now they're saying, hey, it's human trafficking uh, that DeSantis and crew uh, engaged in. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, what is it when the Democrats bring him in? Uh, what's the difference? And I mean, listen, I mean, his point is well made. We you ready don't for want the difference? illegal aliens. We, this is DeSantis. We don't want illegal aliens. You do. You love them so much. Let's have them live in Barack Obama's neighborhood. And and that's I, I heard something about that today. And of course, there was a little bit of uh, theater. You know, the guilty white elite liberals taking them. Uh, hot meals and then the, the next day of course the national guard came in and they were gone after the cameras turned off uh, which is typical but there was something that i uh, read today uh, the entire country regardless of your economic class regardless of how much money you make you could live in a gated community too if <laughs> the government protected our borders i thought that was a good line uh, but i do like seeing the left made to be hypocrites in such a national way and, and yeah here's and the deal though you ready way while Joe Biden won't get arrested for bringing illegals in and human trafficking, uh, you know what? DeSantis just might get arrested because you know who controls the real deal is the, the That's deep right. state. That's right. That's right. Well, and we know what, what goes on in these courts. You know, we talked about this on my program last week. There was this Judge uh, Aileen Cannon, I believe was her name, who, who ruled in one of the motions for Trump during the FBI raid. This was just a few days ago. She ruled that... Uh, there was some sort of a delay that she was ruling in favor. It was something she was ruling in favor of Trump on. I covered it in, in detail. I don't have the notes in front of me right now. But the headlines immediately came out from the Washington Post. Um, Low-profile judge draws scrutiny. And, and you see the message for other judges and for other people of the courts. If you don't rule on any given issue in the way that sustains the system's narrative or what the system wants – you don't want to be called low profile in the uh, Washington Times, uh, the Washington Post, do you? you? You don't want to be scrutinized. You don't want to be looked into uh, by these agencies, do you? You don't. You don't want to be like that. You, you want to be. You want to be a high profile judge. You want to be one that's pat on the back by the system. And so, I think a, a, a very not so subtle example has been made out of this judge that just so happened to rule in favor of Trump and, and a motion made uh, with regards to Mar-a-Lago. So, yes, I mean, this this is what's going on. And, and with regards to DeSantis, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hell, if they can go after the president, uh, they can certainly go after a governor. Uh, and we'll see Amen. how far they push Time it. Time will tell. Now, Ron DeSantis is firing back, saying all the illegal immigrants who were transported from Florida to Martha's Vineyard had to sign consent forms and were given maps and numbers for services in the area. So the debate goes on. You know, the Democrats are saying, hey, they're human trafficking, and DeSantis is saying, no, they only went, they signed forms, and we gave them all the information they need to be, uh, you know, uh, successful in a sanctuary city. So the debate's on who will win. Time will tell, but who controls the narrative? Your mainstream press, for the most part, James. Yeah, that's that's starting to to wane, obviously, and with the age of podcasting and all the different social media. I mean, and I know there's still a ton of censorship. God knows I've been banned from just about all of them and you, too, Sam. But uh, the, the message has gotten out to a greater extent. I mean, look at what's going on in the Republican Party right now. Uh, and so this is uh, here are some of the things which which used to be taboo and which used to only be discussed in our circles that we have watched enter the conservative mainstream over the past decade. We're talking about pro-nationalism, populism, 
journalists are the enemy of the people. Christian nationalism, that's a big topic right now. Secession. I mean, you have now even state GOPs entertaining the idea of secession. Immigration restriction, which we were talking about. Uh, abolishing the FBI, trade protectionism, uh, staying out of foreign entanglements. Uh, they call it isolationism. We call it a George Washington-type uh, foreign policy. You're increasingly talking about black and white crime. And I'm not just talking about, again, from our people, uh, but from Conservative Incorporated, the great replacement, uh, even the term anti-white, even attacking organizations like the SPLC and the ADL. Uh, you've got people like Tucker Carlson doing that now. A lot of things are happening. Uh, are they happening fast enough? <laughs> because we're at a late hour. Not fast enough, I'll tell you that, but an illegal Venezuelan is speaking out boldly to the Daily Caller. Details match the views of James Edwards. We'll tell you about it in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A Republican request for documents related to Joe Biden's family international business schemes, including Hunter Biden's business deals that may be influencing U.S. foreign policy, was dismissed by House Democrats on Tuesday. Ignoring the fact that he invaded a sovereign country, Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced a partial military mobilization on Wednesday, again blaming the West for the conflict in Ukraine, saying it wants to destroy our country. Putin said mobilization events will begin today. An explosion at the BP refinery in Oregon, Ohio, Tuesday evening has two people badly burned and in the hospital, relatives claim. A BP spokesperson said the refinery has been safely shut down while the investigation is underway. The National Hurricane Center is reporting Hurricane Fiona strengthened to a Category 4 storm with maximum sustained winds of 130 miles an hour as it moved away from the Turks' Caicos Islands towards Bermuda on Wednesday morning. This system is projected to not hit the United States mainland. Lawyers for Civil Rights, a Boston-based law firm, is assisting a group of illegal immigrants to sue Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and others for giving them a free flight to Martha's Vineyard. The Republican governor on Fox News. You've had migrants die in the Rio Grande, yet 50 uh, die in Texas in a trailer because they were being neglected. Was there a freak out about that? No, there wasn't. You've had criminal aliens get across that southern border and victimize Americans, killing some, raping some. Was there any type of outrage about that? No. DeSantis provided documents in Spanish signed by the immigrants before they were put on flights, agreeing this was voluntary and the sanctuary cities could help them in a time of need. The Massachusetts National Guard was called in to remove all the immigrants from the island. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2-neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. 
Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. This week on the Greenstock Journal. All right, very interesting. The Daily Caller has a field reporter by the name of George Ventura. And uh, George Ventura had the chance to chat with an illegal. This illegal made his remarks in discussions with George right after illegally entering the great state of Texas. Telling uh, Ventura, that's this Daily Daily Caller reporter, differences among different sets of migrants will result in a cultural clash. It's not just the Venezuelans, it's all of us. This country will collapse. Now think about that. This country will collapse, he says. The mass migration brings problems. All of us bring problems. If you unite different people with different characteristics, we will not all understand each other. People have their customs, their ways of thinking, ideologies, and that will bring a clash, a cultural clash, he says. Then he goes on and says this, I came here. I want the United States to be a bridge to somewhere else for me. But I know this mass migration will bring chaos. This country will collapse. Uh, Very interesting statement for a migrant to make um, right after he enters America. James? Yes, I was just uh, looking. I didn't have a chance to to pull it up, but it took place last month. You're, You're mentioning... Uh, this uh, Venezuelan. We actually had a Venezuelan-born journalist for Big League Politics on my program last month, and he was absolutely magnificent. He now lives in Austin, Texas. He is, you know, a legal citizen. Uh, but he was born in Venezuela, and he's a little younger than me, so uh, not not too too old. And uh, he just had such a wonderful grasp of the immigration issue and he's talking about it exactly like this gentleman is talking about it so it's it's always uh, fun and interesting and unique when you can find uh, people who weren't born here uh, who aren't of our race or ethnicity who see the same thing uh, as as we do and, and can be allies and you enjoy working with those people very much uh, because it is so refreshingly honest and uh, I have been back in touch with him since the interview and would love to have him back on. And he's had me on his podcast, which it's just been a great collaboration. But this this whole thing, this idea of people with few similarities occupying the same living space and it just all working out well, that diversity is our greatest strength. I have never heard of anything more absurd. How is diversity of strength? How is people not sharing anything in common besides consumerism? And living in the same space, uh, a strength, uh, that, that's not a strength at all. Uh, it's the exact opposite of that. But I, I guess you're just going to keep saying it until it, it, it comes true. It's like magic words. If you say it enough, uh, the spell will be cast. I mean, the I, this whole thing of multicultural societies not working out goes back to Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. I mean, it's, it's, there has never been a multi, never, never been a multicultural society that has functioned 
with cohesion and operated with with peace. I mean, you see it anywhere. Look at Israel and the Palestinians. I mean, do, do, uh, or is diversity their greatest strength? I mean, look anywhere where you have people uh, 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 with so many differences living in harmony. It has never existed. There's not a place on the planet now where it exists. The idea that it does exist, that you can repeat the mantra enough to, to make it true, is is wrong and, and it needs to be dealt with and that's just the bottom line that does not change the fact that we can have um that we're all god's children and that we can treat each other with respect and dignity uh and you can do that and you can admire each other's differences from afar but forcing it uh to uh, to to be under the same umbrella and in the same communities is a disservice to everybody all right james this is very interesting this illegal immigrant debate we're having and i agree with you that it's bringing up the debates and it's certainly um uh you know kind of bringing it to the forefront for discussion before the election but i'm afraid of the manipulation of the mainstream press that the mainstream press is going to get the upper hand uh if we're not very careful so this venezuelan illegal simply warned hey we're gonna have chaos uh, in the united states and this to me is just a bridge to somewhere else i don't even want to be here he says that's a very interesting statement as he highlights uh, reality when you force people together. You know, we used to have free association in America. Now it's forced association via your government. But Texas Senator Ted Cruz says, quote, Joe Biden's border policies lead to modern day human slavery. There are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of children who are being assaulted sexually assaulted by human traffickers, Cruz continued. There are thousands upon thousands of women who are being violently raped by human traffickers. If you go down to South Texas, Ted Cruz says, you can talk to ranchers. They'll show you, um, you know what? Pictures of dead bodies that they find on their property day after day after day after day uh, where the traffickers have abandoned people to die, and no one seems to care. Now, this reminds me of when Trump said, hey, rapists and all this stuff will be coming across our border, and the mainstream press had a heyday with Donald going, oh my gosh, Donald hates anybody that's Latin, and he thinks they're all rapists, and now we're seeing the evidence on the border, if you go there, but Kamala Harris says, hey, don't worry, the border's secure. It's not a problem. <laughs> uh, the problem is now the Democrats are in disarray over this, but I don't know that the Republicans have the upper hand either. Because now we're just going to have DeSantis in court defending themselves from these illegals. How do illegals come into America and have standing to file a lawsuit in the first place? I mean, I don't even understand all this stuff. <laughs> but at the end of the day, everybody's busing and trucking and training and um, airplaning illegals everywhere all across the country while we debate about this. And nobody has the upper hand for real solutions of any kind that I see. James? Well, you hit it earlier. I mean, the absolute solution is to secure the border to you know i hate to use the term uh, because it sounds cliche now but to indeed build the wall you could build the wall for a fraction of what it costs in social services to accommodate these illegal aliens and their families and their anchor babies for decades on in the united states or however long they decide to stay here and my god you could have built a <laughs> a border around the entire southern border around uh, both coast and Canada for what you've sent to Ukraine. So the money's there if the will is there. And uh, I, I certainly with regards to the media, 
Yes. I mean, they're going to try to do what they've always done and, and make it out like this is a good thing. I mean, and diversity is our greatest strength. I mean, how is finding dead bodies on your property and, and human trafficking and slave trafficking and sex trafficking, how is that not a good thing? This is diversity. It's a good thing. You're not supposed to see that uh, or think about that. Just keep repeating it. Uh, but, uh, of course, the more than any time in my life, trust in the media has been eviscerated. Since the, the, the dawn of the Trump era, since 2015, uh, it is just gone, and it's not coming back for half the country. So the media writes these stories for themselves. They're writing these stories for their fellow journalists, so-called journalists, and uh, whatever cosmopolitan liberals tune into MSNBC and actually read the New York Times or Washington Post. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be dealt with. It's got to be done. And I want to be clear. I'm, I, I, I think you certainly have an easier leg to stand on with regards to the argument by saying you're against illegal immigration. I'm against all immigration. I'm against legal immigration, too. Um, but we'll focus on the illegal because, again, that's an easier sell. Uh, if it was legal, if it was legal for anybody to come over here and squat, it still wouldn't be good for us. So that, that, that's where I've placed my position, not on necessarily the principle of the legality of it all, but is it good for this country? Is it good for my family? And the answer is no. So I'm against it, whether it's legal or illegal. Uh, but, again, easier to sell it because it is illegal. I mean, that should be a pretty much no-brainer, but we, we, we have cafeteria-style government where we pick and choose which laws we're going to enforce based upon political correctness. But uh, still, uh, it's a big issue, and it, it, it's the biggest issue for Republicans to get their turnout. It's what won Trump the, the, the White House, the, the issue of immigration. Uh, so if he can stay out of court and stay out of prison, uh, a stunt, shenanigans, political theater, whatever, it is good for us that Abbott and DeSantis have turned, at least for now, the focus, the national conversation back to this issue. And it not yeah, and allowed I'm, it to be abortion all the way through to November. And I think pro-life is the only thing that matters. If we can't stand on pro-life, the Republicans aren't worth voting for. But that's another topic. Well, uh, been, I, I mean, it's certainly this, been though. better on that than Democrats. I mean, the Republicans are certainly the pro-life party between the two. Yeah, if, if we're going to say, hey, you know what, Cain's better than Satan, then I guess I agree to some <laughs> degree, right? Uh, but look, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm saying. I'm not against legal uh, uh, immigration. Most of us and our, our uh, you know, parents immigrated here, too. Um, we just need to make sure that we bring in the right people that really, truly want liberty, really, truly believe in the principles uh, and understand what we believe in or else we're going to be overrun. That's really uh, the problem. And they could say that's nothing but hyperbole on my part. Uh, but look, I understand that people want a better life and I understand how people want religious freedom. And I get that. But videos are now showing that New Yorkers love illegals just not in their city liberty roundtable live <laughs> Scott Bradley here most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. 
My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, New Yorkers love illegals, just not in their city. Martha's Vineyard, they're all a sanctuary city unless you actually try to ask for sanctuary status. I don't know. They just kicked them out, ladies and gentlemen. But they. So I got a question. If Ron DeSantis is guilty of uh, you know, human trafficking because he moved them from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, if they move them out of Martha's Vineyard, is that trafficking too, James? Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, that's the, a fantastic point. Uh, I had not even quite connected those dots. But, yes, when they sent in the National Guard, I think, that, you know, when they shipped them out, they're certainly not still there. By the way, there was a picture of Barack Obama's sprawling mansion that, uh, on Martha's Vineyard, and they, the question was asked in the meme, how many – uh, migrant, whatever they call them, migrants could uh, live in in this house. Yeah, but look, I don't uh, like to the, use the word migrant because it makes it sound uh, simple. We need to call no, them no. illegals. Yeah, no, that's I know, what but we're this talking is, about right. But the the, the migrants was, are like birds, my friend. Yeah, that's right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I'm just saying they were uh, this meme, which was mocking the left, was using the left's terminology with migrants in uh, in quotations. But yes. Uh, but but that that's the thing. You know, well, we don't want the 50 here at Martha's Vineyard, but we want we want the people. You know what? We're so kind. We don't want them here. We want you to enjoy all of the vibrant uh, gifts of diversity <laughs> that they bring. We we don't want them here, but we want you to have. We want we want you to have tens of thousands in far west Utah. We want we want the rural communities of the South to just be over one run with them because of <laughs> this is how nice we are. We want you to have them all. We'll just let you have them because they're so wonderful. We, we, we'll do we and we'll we'll deprive ourselves of the of the gifts that, that they bring. That was the thing. <laughs> somebody wrote about Twitter and you know, to, to flood them. They love it so much. Flood them and be sure to to uh, to send about five hundred Haitians. Uh, along with their gift of diversity. <laughs> so, All right. Two other interesting Somalis. stories before the end of the hour on this very same topic. Several of the United States' largest companies now have vowed to hire over 22,000 refugees. So let me make this very clear. While they're in the middle of massive layoffs due to inflation, due to supply chain management problems, 
uh, due to the slowdown in the economy that everybody's experiencing, these companies are laying people off. All these big companies are laying everybody off. But now they're all going to commit to hire 22,000 refugees. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to So all you got to take- do, James, is go across the border to Mexico, come into America and pretend you can't speak English, buddy, you'll have a job, you'll get, you know, moved to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it'll just be awesome for you, my friend. And everybody's seeing this. Everybody's seeing this, and and you're never going to be able to use truths and facts and reason uh, to convince the left or corporate America or these Fortune 500 you know companies. Uh, you, you you cannot. They don't want to know the truth. They're not interested in it. They probably agree with us on some levels, but they continue to do it for for whatever. Whatever, whatever the case, whether they're cowed into doing it or, or, or whether they just really want to destroy America, doesn't matter uh, what their reasons uh, are. But uh, the people of America see this, and they say, wow, why are we preferring illegal aliens to our own? And you, you, you have seen, Sam, the, and again, I, I, I don't know a better word to use, but I use it in the best sense of the word. You've seen this radicalization of the Republican base. They're getting it now. They see what's happening. And, and to an extent, every time you have a company like this that does what you just mentioned, it, it is good in the grand scheme of things. Because if you're not going to be able to use facts uh, to, to convince uh, our opponents, it's, it's, it's good that they continue to put one more stick on, on the fire until it just all burns up uh, and until uh, the, the next chapter comes. And, and, and I think that Americans are there in many ways, or at least the Trump, you know, half of Americans are, the Trump half, that voted for Trump. Um, and people who think like we do, I, I just think so long as they're not hungry, so long as they're still relatively comfortable, they're not going to take the action. But I think, you know, we're, we're, we're now past a point where we – had not quite reached 20 years ago to where people see things the way we do. People do see things the way we do now, at least enough numbers to where you can win with. Uh, but so long as they're still bringing home the bacon and there's relative, they're relatively safe, they're not going to do it. But, but the, you know, the, um, the walls are closing in on all of that. Something, something yes, is they going are. to happen here. It's inevitable. And here's something that if we could get traction on might really move the needle like you're saying. So far, I don't believe we've got it. I think we're just being backed into a corner and mocked and manipulated by the mainstream press in bed with the deep state as we play games between Republicans and Democrats. That's the way I see it. Anybody who's not deep state's going to jail. Anybody who's deep state has absolute infinite protection. That's what we're really seeing on the national stage right now. But this headline really takes the cake for all this. I got an email from the Republicans who blame it on the Democrats, again, which is all bogus. It's the deep state versus the rest of us, okay? But here's the headline. Stop the state-sponsored Chinese Communist Party assets from buying American (laughs) farmland next to our military bases. Believe it or not, in 2010, the Chinese owned $81 million worth of farmland, okay? In 2010, they owed $81 million in American or U.S. farmland. Fast forward a decade to 2020, they now own $1.8 billion of farmland. James? It's a problem. I mean, that's a problem. Why has that not been dealt with? Why in the world are are, are, are you? (laughs) These are not uh, American Chinese people, am I correct? 
Right. These are not Chinese people who, who are American citizens. Or people of uh, no, not all of them. No, because yeah. just so you know, a Chinese person that's an American citizen is an American. Well, right. Well, you could say an American with Chinese heritage, or as, as yeah, the but no, no, no. Listen to me African carefully. Americans. What I listen to me carefully. What I said. No, I the heard. State, yeah, I was just being clear. No, listen. The state-sponsored Chinese Communist Party assets <laughs> from buying American farmland. Do you read me, my fellow Americans? This is what's going on. Pretty soon, buddy, you won't even be able to feed yourself because the Chinese will own it and the illegals will overrun it. Well, and your land me will you, mean let, nothing to you. And, and this could be playing a role in that. And, and I'm, I'm glad you restated it as a point of emphasis so people could get, and myself included, could get the clear picture here. I mean, and, and, and you see, why is America allowing this? Or why is the government allowing this? Well, when you say uh, America, see, the Republicans want to act like they're against it. Yeah. But they're not against it. The deep state's well, not against you. it, Republican or Democrat, I promise you, or it wouldn't be happening. So, uh, but here's the thing. Have you looked at the price of land now? You know, if you wanted to try to, to, to have the American dream, you get a couple of acres, a little house on it, uh, That that's the thing. Land prices now through this inflation, I mean, everything is doubled, I think, over the course of the last year or two, at least, you know, so-called property values. I mean, it's inflated. Uh, but but yeah, try to buy some land now. Well, why can't you buy land? Because you got you got stuff like this going on. You got people like Bill Gates buying hundreds of thousands of acres, millions of acres. You know, just random farmland. What in the hell is going on here? You know, they're squeezing out the middle class. And, and yes, this they is are. How it intentionally is. so. And this is the deep state Republican and Democrat at the helm for this. Because yes, look, why is Sam Bushman bringing this up to you? Why isn't the mainstream press? You've even got supposedly the Republican wing of the mainstream press, right? Where are they? Missing in action? Who's calling to say, let's quit, you know what, shipping illegals everywhere, Republican or Democrat, deport them? Who's saying that besides me? See, I'm the only one given the real, um, you know, the real scoop in my, in my mind here. Everybody else seems to be silent on the issues. Well, and if you've got, if you've got these third parties acting in bad faith, buying up land, it drives up the land prices. And this is what always happens eventually. Uh, you, you you have um, an elite class, and you have the peasants, and the middle class class in America is absolutely getting pinched to, to non-existence. It's, you, you're going to end up on one side of the ledger or the other, and, and most of us are going to end up on the bottom. Well, uh, we must be the happens. peasants because that's why we got the Widow's Night Radio Network trying to no, tell you all yeah, the truth, I, I right? can tell you, I'm not ending up on <laughs> Bill uh, Gates' side of the fence, but this is but this is the this is what happens. Sam, this is the point. This is what happens when you you you, you get away from uh, the ideas of you have a government uh, run by representatives of the people. It is the people's government. Now you have a government of the elites, of the special interests, of the corporations, of the banks. And it's not a representative government anymore, as it was intended to be. And this is what Sadly, happens. Sadly, that's you don't right. Have people representing your fellow citizen, uh, the citizen gets put to the bottom and they get put into the serfdom, which is where we're Sadly, headed. Sadly, that's the truth. Now, the next headline, ladies and gentlemen. The central bank is expected to raise interest rates three-quarters of a percentage point. They say there's a small chance of even a 1% move. This is huge as they just ratcheted up these interest rates. They're going to force um, maybe even a depression if they're not very careful, James. Yes, that's exactly right. This is interesting. This is what Stonewall Jackson said, uh, the great Confederate uh, General Stonewall Jackson, uh, when talking to one of his lieutenants. They, they, it, this is something that was documented. He talked about that. Uh, if we lose this battle, the uh, cause of free and responsible government on this continent will be will be will end. 
and you will have a government run by the banks. And he listed other interests like the, the factories, you know, the business interests and so on and so forth, so, but, but, but the banks. And one point uh, with regards to interest rate, and he was right, by the way, uh, and, and one point on interest rate is huge because when they were lowering the interest rates at the beginning of the, you know, the manufactured COVID so-called uh, crisis, uh, I refinanced. And one point is the equivalent of several hundred dollars on your mortgage, or at least, you know, depending on how much your mortgage is, it's at the very least a couple of hundred dollars. So you, you, you raise interest rates from 2% to 5%, 7%. Uh, you're going to get to the point when most people live paycheck to paycheck anyway uh, without very much in savings. A couple of points on, on an interest rate is the difference between making your, your mortgage and not. And, and guess what happens if you default on your mortgage, Sam? Who owns it? The bank. Yeah, the Federal Reserve and your government really owns it, so the government owns it is the bottom line. While all this is going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Fauci and Biden can't get along anymore. Fauci now uh, contradicts Biden. Biden claimed the pandemic was over. Now Fauci's saying we're not where we need to be, and Biden doesn't know. So my question is if Biden <laughs> doesn't even know if the— um, if Biden doesn't even know if uh, COVID's over, how can he know if we've got a national security crisis or not? How can we leave this guy as president if he's that ignorant, James? Well, I think if anybody's watched Biden, Biden probably doesn't know what planet he's on anymore at this point uh, into his uh, senility. But, you know, <laughs> gee, my God, this guy. I think he's supposed to retire, right? Not, and that's a good thing. The only bad thing is they're going to replace him with someone equally b bad. Uh, but but it's just whatever, you know, whatever he makes up. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. And, and um <laughs> but this is just, yeah, it's it's a, it's a terrible thing. And he did this thing with AIDS, too, by the way. You know, Fauci went on every microphone he could get in the late 80s, early 90s, saying AIDS was not something that was caused by homosexual behavior or degenerate sexual lifestyles, and uh, just continued, continued, and continued uh, and, and, until the lie or, or, or his ignorance or whatever he was doing was just so provably false they just dropped it but you know the covid they they're, they're still i think spinning that yarn a little bit uh, and they'll bring it they'll try to bring it back hey listen when did these viruses so-called spread so-called winner uh and when when is the election winner so they'll try to cook uh, you mark my words i hear the music they'll try to cook back up another covid scare just in time for the elections look out folks Pretty dangerous world out there, I'll tell you that. The Chinese takeover. I personally think that's our biggest threat. Chinese and illegals combined will absolutely destroy our liberty, ladies and gentlemen. All I can tell you is this. we got to turn to God Almighty. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. Will you help us? Get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. 
This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 21st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution of the United States of America, to use the checks and balances that made America great, where we, the people, are in charge and jealously guard our liberties as we delegate limited authority to all those who serve us. And best of all, we can do so peacefully using the great rest- restoration of America, the tried and true principles our founding fathers fought, bled, and died for as the solution. We don't need a revolution. We want a restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. So we talked to James Edwards about race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. Uh, we mentioned his website, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Great, great broadcaster. Um, great talk show host. Great author. Dear friend. Uh, we talked about how Hispanics may now be the states of Texas, uh, the largest demographic group now since the state of shows. Uh, So the white replacement is happening. It's not a theory. Illegals flown to Massachusetts now are filing a class action lawsuit against DeSantis. Democrats are claiming that DeSantis is illegally trafficking humans. Well, if DeSantis moved them from Florida or Texas to Martha's Vineyard, and then they moved them from Martha's Vineyard to somewhere else, they're guilty of trafficking too. But Ron DeSantis highlights that all the illegals literally signed consent forms. And they were literally voluntarily taken there uh, with consent forms on file. They gave them maps and phone numbers. Because remember, Martha's Vineyard Sanctuary City, hey, they should get help there, right? Anyway, bottom line is a Venezuelan illegal who just came across the border said, Hey, man, mass migration will bring chaos to the United States. He says, I want the United States as a bridge to somewhere else, but I'm telling you, chaos is coming, and this country will collapse if we keep embracing this ideology of illegals can just come in and there's no law in America, there's no border, etc., etc., etc. Texas Senator Ted Cruz doubling down and saying, hey, Joe Biden's border policies lead to modern-day human slavery. He talks about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of women and children who are raped and sexually abused and trafficked and um, violently raped by human traffickers. If you go down to the border, you can talk to ranchers. They'll show you dead people on their land day after day after day. The mainstream press not caring about any of that. But videos are showing that, you know what, um, the New Yorkers love illegals, just not in their city, is the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, now these companies are vowing to hire 22,000 refugees and the Chinese takeover of our land, farmland right by military bases, is happening. In 2010, the communist Chinese own $81 million worth of U.S. farmland. Fast forward to 2020 now, it's $1.3 billion. The central bank is going to be rising interest rates. How much time will tell, but it's going to absolutely cripple the economy and foment a recession, possibly even a depression. Fauci and Biden at war with one another about whether the pandemic is ended or not. I like to tell you the truth and tell you that, hey, we never had a pandemic in the first place. It was a lie by Biden then. It was a lie by Trump then. It's a lie by Fauci then and now. They're all lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. We've never had a pandemic. It isn't true. And most of the people that died from COVID were because, hey, look, oxygen uh, was needed for a lot of people to be able to breathe. And you know what? They had it as a controlled substance. You couldn't get drugs, medications that would help you, that you basically had to go home and wait to die 
or wait to get over it. And if it got too bad, hey, go to the hospital. Then they claim the hospitals were overwhelmed. They lied again. They put up a big old hospital ocean. I don't know what you want to call it, ship, hospital, or whatever. They eventually took that down because it wasn't needed. They lied, 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 lied. Now evidence is coming out about the bioweapon. First released on the American people as the illness, quote, COVID. And then the bioweapon, the vaccine, to supposedly uh, be the anecdote. Both of them are bioweapons. Both of them increase spike proteins in your body and wreak havoc. They make you sick and kill you. Evidence is coming out every day to that reality check. Ladies and gentlemen, but don't worry, Fauci and, and Biden are going to just argue about whether the Coco pandemic is over or not, wasting everyone's time. Meanwhile, though, the economy is in serious trouble, folks, and they're going to be rising interest rates, adding insult to injury already. It turns out that while the uh, these big companies are going to be hiring 22 plus thousand refugees, all these companies are now um, literally laying people off the gap will now eliminate nearly 500 corporate jobs. Joining other struggling retailers as the industry sees a post-pandemic slump is what they're calling it. Well, in the pandemic, they literally locked us all down. It was more than a slump then. Now it's a post-pandemic slump or slump as everybody battles high inflation. Not only does the gaps cut uh, hurt, but it follows a string of corporate layoffs across all sectors of the economy, ladies and gentlemen. 7-Eleven cut 880 corporate employees. Online retailer Shopify laid off around 1,000 employees. Walmart let go of 200 corporate employees. And Ford announced plans to let go Nearly 2,000 white-collar workers. Wow. Now, Goldman Sachs is expected to fire around 500 employees as well this fall. Corporate layoffs in the retail sector have been attributed to slowing retail sales as inflation pressures continue to mount and consumers continue to focus on necessities and less on non-essential items, leading to backlogs in unsold inventory, ladies and gentlemen. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. So we've got a problem on our hands, I'm telling you right now. We have got an economic problem on our hands like you haven't seen before. Uh, This is serious. And now the Fed raises interest rates three quarters to possibly a point. This is huge, folks. Um, and, you know, some are saying there's going to be uh, a recession, possibly a depression at the latter half of 2022 or Christmas time. Others are predicting that, you know, uh, September 24th or 25th will bring unprecedented economic turmoil and changes. Others saying wait till an October surprise. Others are saying Democrats in the deep state must do something economically before the elections. Folks, this is all disaster. And you can expect it to get much, much, much worse. I hate to say it, but it will. All right? I don't know what to think about this, but in America, uh, we're in trouble. And what they're going to want to do is use this um, to what? Let the Republicans sweep into power? Do you have confidence, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, you know, the Republicans will do much better? See, I don't know that I uh, think that. 
right? But it's affecting all sectors of the economy. Now, uh, I remember when we told uh, everybody that it was going to be a concern about this inflation, we highlighted to you at the time that it's going to be persistent because they are manipulating uh, fake money, dishonest fiat money. And uh, Joe Biden and all those clowns, all those economists told you, no, it's transitory inflation. Don't worry. It'll only be here temporarily, not very long. Now they've lost that, quote, high ground. The narrative is too obvious. They can't claim that anymore. When you have folks like Goldman Sachs laying off like 500 people, why would Goldman Sachs be laying off people, right? Shopify, they're supposed to be a digital, you know, what, high tech is going to save us? They're laying off a 1,000. Ford laying off workers too? Wait a minute, we need cars, don't we? Haven't we heard there's just not enough vehicles? Well, the problem is because of the supply chain, they can't even finish the vehicles they've got half made. So there you have it. But you know what? Don't worry. Don't worry, man. Your mainstream press and your government has your back, ladies and gentlemen. They've got this covered just for you. Listen to this one. Um, Panel now recommends an anxiety screening for all Americans under 65. This same panel made a similar recommendation for teenagers and children earlier this year. So now they want everybody under 65 to take an anxiety screening. You say, what the heck is that? They say the guidance comes as Americans are coping with illness, isolation, and loss from the pandemic, as well as other stressors such as inflation, and rising crime. A panel of medical experts on Tuesday recommended for the first time that doctors screen all patients under 65 for anxiety. They say that's guidance that highlights the extraordinary stress levels that have plagued the United States since the start of the pandemic. The advisory group is called the U.S. Preventative Services Tax Task Force. Let me get this right again. I never heard of this government agency. Have you? The advisory group is called the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force. Do we want one of these? They say the guidance was intended to help prevent mental illness from going undetected. And untreated oftentimes for years, possibly even decades. Let's talk about this more in seconds on your radio. I'm Sam Bushman. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts. The Epic Times.
www.freedomfactor.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, the economy is in turmoil. COVID, communists, the border, all this is going on, ladies and gentlemen. And now your government wants to help you there. Yeah, there's all kinds of layoffs. But now your government wants to recommend an anxiety screening for everybody under 65. The advisory group is called the U.S. Preventative Services task force it's a panel that's appointed by the arm of the department of homeland security and they say they've been preparing this guidance listen since before the pandemic now that's interesting because they claim the pandemic is the biggest reason they need this but they admit in the article that they were planning this guidance and working on this before the pandemic they say the recommendations come at a time of critical need said dr Lori burt a clinical psychologist. She's also a professor at the University of um, Massachusetts. Uh, and she serves on the task force. So she's obviously for this. Americans have been reporting uh, what they call, um, they call it outsize anxiety levels. So just huge anxiety levels in response to what they call a confluence of stressors including inflation, crime rates, fear of illness, and loss of loved ones because of the pandemic. It's a crisis in this country, Dr. Burt said. Our only hope is that our recommendations throw a spotlight on the need to create greater access to mental health care. And we need to do so urgently, they say. From August 2020 to February 21, I guess the percentage of adults with recent symptoms of what they call anxiety or, quote, depressive disorder, believe it or not, increased 
to 41.5%, up from 36.4%. That's according to one study cited by the task force. This is just scary stuff, folks. They say the guidance was issued in draft form, and the panel will finalize their recommendations in the final months after reviewing what they say, um, after reviewing public comments. While the panel, they say, uh, recommendations are not compulsory. Very interesting choice of words. They heavily influence the standard of care among primary physicians across the country. Wow. They say that this uh, guidance will be useful only if they lead patients to effective solutions. All right. Now listen carefully. They say at a time when the country is short on mental health resources at all levels, psychiatrists, psychologists, and therapists, they say that's a real (coughs) concern. But they say, listen, a standardized screening, ladies and gentlemen, is only the first step of diagnosis, right? Think about that. So they say psychologists are pleased and psychiatrists are pleased with the attention on mental health, but they want you to know that a standardized screening is only the first step towards a diagnosis. And they say that providers will need to guard against assuming that a positive screening means a mental disorder. It might not be a clinical disorder, even though the screening shows positive. For many Americans, it just highlights a temporary period of stress, and they may just need extra support. We have people that are suffering who shouldn't be. That's a problem, but we don't want to over-medicate either. They say this, and here's what's very scary indeed. Listen to me carefully, folks. Here it is. The recommendations, quote, positive screening results would lead to additional assessments at the provider's discretion and they'll take into account factors such as um, extra responsibilities, what you've got going on in your life. They have a ranging checklist. Now, then they go on and they talk about people of color and how they're underrepresented in the research and da 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 Now, there you have it. They lack evidence on whether this will help prevent suicide. They lack evidence on really the bottom line with this whole thing. They lack evidence. But, folks, I have some questions. I have some serious questions that we must discuss relating to this whole plan. Panel recommends anxiety screening for all Americans under 65. They made a similar uh, recommendation for teenagers and children earlier this year. Now, they say they've been working on this since before COVID. 
Then they say COVID's a great reason that it's needed. Very interesting uh, set of circumstances. But here are my questions. How do you determine if somebody's mentally ill? How do you determine if somebody's anxiety or their stress factors are too great, uh, creating mental illness or creating uh, an inappropriate or uh, inability to respond appropriately, right? Who's going to decide the factors and who's going to put together the criteria to make up what we're going to have here? Let me give you an example. If you believe in Christ, let me say that again. If you believe in Christ, uh, is that a positive or a negative towards stable and good mental health or unstable and bad mental health? Yeah, good questions, huh? All right, let's take another question. Uh, what about if you believe that there's only two genders? You know, male and female created them as God Almighty taught us. Um, is that a negative or a positive on a mental scan? What if you don't believe in the pandemic? You're like me and you believe that, yes, people are sick, but it was intentional by your government and it was intentional around the world to destroy liberty. Uh, and so you don't, but then they'll say you're a pandemic denier. Is that good or bad? Uh, what if you uh, believe in traditional marriage? One man, one woman, God-ordained, meant to be together forever. The two shall become one. And then what if you believe furthermore that they ought to bring children into the world? You know, have babies and such. That the family is ordained of God and the traditional family is is uh, the fundamental unit of society. Will that be a positive or a negative on your mental health uh, evaluation? The anxiety screening, right? What what will be the criteria for this thing? And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Sam, you're just kind of digging into it too much. No, I'm not. Who will decide the criteria? Who will decide what constitutes stable, good mental health and what constitutes a positive anxiety? See, anxiety is something that's very, very subjective, very hard to get a a handle on it. How do you measure anxiety? Well, Sam, if your pulse is racing and if your hands are sweaty, your anxiety is up. Okay. Will they be doing vital signs to determine some of that? What if I've got anxiety being forced to take an anxiety test? (laughs) What if uh, I believe that the anxiety test is really designed to determine my obedience to the deep state? And the further I am from the deep state in ideological beliefs or fundamental understanding or the the less likely I will get a good score or a favorable negative response to the uh, anxiety test. Right? Um, the problem with this, folks, is not only who will decide all this, who, how they'll, you know, set the standards of, a negative, a good, you know, you're managing things well in your life or you've got a mental problem, will be the deep state will decide that, right? The psychologists, the psychiatrists, the the Fauci types, so to speak, right? And the Fauci types, they're not going to do anything the way I would do it. 
All right. But what could happen next? In other words, let's say we say, oh, an anxiety test, not so bad. Uh, what will they do with the anxiety test next? And who will decide how, what, where? Let's talk about this in more detail. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A group of Venezuelan migrants on Tuesday filed a lawsuit in federal court against Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and other Florida officials who gave them a flight to Martha's Vineyard. Three migrants from Venezuela represented by lawyers for civil rights. That's a Boston-based organization. Country singer-songwriter Luke Bell, who disappeared last month and was found dead several days later in Tucson, Arizona, the Pima County Medical Examiner's Office confirmed Bell's cause of death in an autopsy report. Bell OD'd on fentanyl. In a major escalation of the war in Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin raised the threat of nuclear response in the invasion and ordered the country's reservists to mobilize, as Moscow forces have seen major losses on the battlefield in recent weeks. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on President Putin again saying he may use nuclear weapons. These are not the actions of a confident country. These are not acts of strength. Quite the opposite. And the United States, our allies and partners in the international community, will stand against uh, these transparent efforts uh, on the part of Russia and stand firmly with Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. President Biden will argue at the United Nations today that Russia has violated the core tenets of the United Nations during his address to the General Assembly. Biden's speech will come less than a day after Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered partial military mobilization in a redoubled effort to take Ukraine, calling up about 300,000 people. NASA is conducting a crucial fueling test of its Artemis One moon rocket this morning. Technicians began loading liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen propellants last hour. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane, bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2-neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. This week on the Greenstock Journal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious, right? This is serious indeed because, look, what do you think the inflation rate is in America? <laughs> they claim that 
We might have stress. We might have uh, anxiety over the inflation, right? That's one of them, not to mention uh, COVID and everything else. But the government says it's 8.5% inflation. But if you count inflation the same way the government did in 1980, ladies and gentlemen, it's actually closer to 17.1%, right? The impact on the average retiree is not just dramatic, it's shocking. For each percentage increase in the inflation rate, the average retiree loses over $34,000 in purchasing power. So even if the government's estimate was accurate, ladies and gentlemen, we'd be talking about a loss of $292,000 on the average per retiree. But the loss, if you look at the inflation rate that we're calling it of 17% at least, it's over $584,000. This is no longer just a prediction of what might happen someday. But it's the future is now. It's happening right now as we speak, and it's getting worse by the day. Now, that's just one facet of what we're talking about here. So the question is, hey, how are we going to gauge all this? Who's going to be the one to decide uh, that Sam's too stressed because of the economy or because of inflation or because of this or that or whatever? Now, what this is all, in my opinion, uh, focusing on or going to highlight, they're going to back this mental state, if you will. Uh, This test they want you to do called an anxiety uh, test. It's all going to come down to eventually controlling what that test relates to and includes. Your mental if, or your not mental if. And over time, they will back more and more and more agenda-driven manipulation of this test. So they'll say, hey, you know what? Believing in transgender and gender uh, identification at will is normal. And the two-gender idea is uh, backward science. You think the world's flat or something. Uh, And if you believe in having children, you know what? You're a harm to the environment, to the earth. Uh, If you stand up and speak out against something, you must have a a social mental problem because of your increased anxiety. So, ladies and gentlemen, what they're going to do is they're going to make this an ESG-driven Mental anxiety test. What do I mean? ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. They've got an overview and framework for this whole thing, folks. And the Chinese, the communists, have been highlighting this for quite some time. Uh, In China, they have a ESG score. How well do you do on the environment? How do you well do you do in the social? And how well do you do with letting the government govern you? Are you one of those global warming deniers? Is that what you are? Are you one of those birthers that believe that Barack's birth certificate was a forgery? Hey, are you one of those uh, election deniers? One of those people that believe there's like vote fraud or something? Are you, and and we go on and on and on, and look, what will drive this is this ESG quotient. Environmental, are you behaving environmentally? Are you being responsible responsible environmentally? (laughs) 
Because if you'd get on the right program, you wouldn't be near as stressed, don't you know? Now, the social score is a real question. Socially, what do we agree with? Are you putting your God as your guide? See, that's problematic. That can be really offensive to others, and no wonder your stress is through the roof. You don't believe in all this environmental stuff. You socially are out of step with everybody else, and you're not adhering to appropriate governance. You, my friend, have a very low ESG score. We're going to merge the credit score into being part of this ESG score, which is going to be part of the mental health evaluation, don't you know? And now when I bring this up, then what the liberals will do, the extremists will do, the deep state will do, the enemies of liberty will do, is they will attack the messenger. So here's what they'll say. Instead of debating me on the ESG facts, instead of debating me on the debate regarding who will control these mental health evaluations that determine if uh, you've got a positive problem with stress or or anxiety, etc., right? The real question is going to be they're going to attack the messenger. They're going to say, Sam Bushman, you, my friend, are a conspiracy theorist, racist, whatever. And so now the discussion isn't on the facts about this anxiety screening and who will set the standards and who will set what's favorable and not favorable. And it'll be Sam's a conspiracy theorist because he believes that ESG is going to control this, right? That's where they're headed with this thing. I kid you not. That's where they're going with this thing. But the problem is, folks, that's not what the discussion really is. That's not what we're really talking about. They are talking about a different plan. And they want to get on the front end of this by acting like they care for you. Let's get you a mental health evaluation. Because, you know, if you're over anxiety, you know what? We can bring you back to a, an okay citizen. You, you probably need counseling. You probably need medication, uh, really preferably a combination thereof. Yeah, that's where they're headed with all this, folks. It is shocking. It is scary. It is unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. But that's where your Department of Homeland Security and your advisory group or U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, a panel appointed by the arm of the Department of, what, Homeland Security? Department of Health and Human Services? What's that, AHS, the Department of Health and Human Services? All right. HHS, is that what they call it? Health and Human Services? That's the problem. These people are going to decide for you and if i bring up the inflation they're going to say see sam is overstressed sam's anxiety is through the roof because he's lying about the inflation you know what the government says it's 8.5 percent but sam says it's way beyond that right sam he's kind of nuts he thinks it's way above that no wonder his anxiety is so high he believes in these untruths 
So now the truth ministry of the United States gets involved in the ESG score. Uh, Put that with your social score online. Put that with your behavior. Put that with your actions. Put that with your test. Put that with your credit score. Wow. What do you think of that, folks? I don't know how to respond to this. This is a serious threat. And you say, Sam, they're not going to do this this uh, mental health evaluation thing. It's just a recommendation for this goopy, whacked out, uh, progressive, liberal, collegiate-backed government department whatever. You think so, ladies and gentlemen? You think it'll be nothing, huh? Well, then how come it's been brought up over the last 20 years? How come they've been preparing for this before the pandemic, before COVID even, but they claim it's COVID and all these other factors that are... Well, they've created inflation. They've created the COVID. They've created all these factors that then rise your, whatever you want to call it, your stress level, your anxiety level, your whatever, right? They're engineering this as a false flag. But once they get enough Americans to believe in this mental health evaluation, then they'll back into controlling it with the ESG, right? Think about that, folks. The inflation rate's about 17% if you calculate it the way the government did in 1980. The impact on the average retiree is not just dramatic. It is shocking. Wow. This is no longer just a prediction of what might happen in the future, folks. This is upon us right now. It's getting worse by the day, too, right? This isn't something that's just like, oh, no problem. But you be aware of this ESG thing, because I'm telling you that's where it's headed. That will be uh, the yardstick, if you will. That will be the yardstick or the way that they'll start to measure uh, your health evaluation. ESG, they will develop for you an environmental, social, and governance overview framework. And you'll get a credit score based on that. And your whole life then will be regulated by that. Hang tight. I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, 
you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Ladies and gentlemen, what is your ESG score? What is your ESG credit score, right? ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Overview Framework. ESG scores are a social credit system designed to transform society. They want to transform society with this. And they're going to use this mental health evaluation as the way to force this upon us. China is already doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Do you understand that? China's already doing this stuff. This isn't like a maybe, right? This is happening in the communist nation of China, and it's coming to you. Right? China is becoming the test bed for the world on this stuff. Yeah, they say China's at a crossroads. Yeah, what about a heavily centralized government using this to control the economy? Yeah, and these banks and these companies are backing into this ESG as their guide. But it all comes down to this panel recommending an anxiety screening for all Americans. They say under 65. If you're over 65, you're probably, well, they don't care about you. You might as well die. Under 65, we're going to check your mental health state. And uh, then, you know, understand, that's the first step. Right? That's the first step, so to speak. This is really scary, folks. This isn't just something to play with. These people are serious, and they're evil, right? I don't even know where to go with the rest of this. Uh, Sidney Powell uh, literally talks about free will or free speech. Sidney Powell wrote this September the 19th, and I think it directly relates to what we're talking about here. Sydney Powell, I believe, is a great attorney and does a great job. Now, I know she got beat up in the mainstream press, uh, but I believe that it was it's pretty much propaganda that attacked her. Okay, it's not the truth. She did a great job. She had a lot of evidence and a lot of truth on her side, but she didn't get a fair shake in the media. Uh, but she writes this article, Free Will and Free Speech. Dear Patriots, she says, there are two things that the left fears. That's free speech and free will. 
the free expression of ideas is the way she puts it, and doing what you want to, whatever's in your best interest. And that's what this ESG is designed to shut down. Many people in this country are fighting daily to protect and save these basic freedoms. When leftist cities continue to force people to get a completely worthless injection in an effort to work, and when there's no science to back this up or support this idea, it's a serious problem, she says. 850 more unvaxxed New York teachers fired for not complying with the mandate, even though Biden says that the COVID pandemic's over. The City Department of Education has axed another 850 teachers and classroom aides, bringing the total to more than 2,000 employees fired. Because they won't comply with the vaccination mandate that over and over and over has been rejected. About 1,300 Boeing employees. They have to uh, show proof or they are deemed to have, quote, voluntarily resigned. Of those staffers, they say 450 got a shot by the deadline and are returning to their previous schools and or locations. In all, New York City has fired more than 2,600 municipal workers that aren't fully vaccinated. But now a Manhattan judge just ruled that an unvaccinated NYPD officer, well, they ruled that this guy can't be fired because they didn't entertain his legitimate religious exemption request. Now people are defending uh, Americans in the armed services like Matt Staver, Liberty Council, and others that are doubling down and getting courts to agree with, hey, you can't force this on everyone. Quietly, you ask, why is this done quietly? Sidney Powell wisely brings up. U.S. Marine Corps quietly adopts punishments for refusing COVID-19. Yeah. There's a two-month battle, and the Marines got, um, or the judge sided with the Marines. The Marine Corps will not enforce any order to force COVID vaccinations. We will not have any retaliation against their religious exemptions. Anyway, it's a great, great article by Sidney Powell. It's a huge First Amendment discussion here. Folks, and really, I think that the title of Sidney Powell's article really, in my opinion, highlights something very important. Free will and free speech. Sidney Powell, think about free will and free speech. Why do I bring this up on the heels of this ESG discussion? Because I believe that the ESG scores, a social credit system will, will be have a purpose of trying to transform Society, your free will and your free speech are at stake in this battle, right? That's why it's so important. That's why we need to discuss it, right? This is serious. Where do we go? 
with these discussions, right? Where do we go with these kind of discussions? Because you and I are powerless to stop them, right? You and I are powerless to stop them right now. The more we stand up, it seems like the more they just call us terrorists or the more they attack us, you'll get people in jail. You'll get 87,000 more IRS agents on the beat. This is serious, and they're going to shove this ESG agenda down your throat because they love environmental, social, and governance. Are you defying governance? Are you anti-government? Are you uh, socially inappropriate? Offending people with your religious rhetoric? Offending people with your denial of the multi-gender, whatever we want to call the new matrix? Are you one of those, you know, Environmental deniers, so environmental and social, they're literally putting this all together, and they know full well that environmental and social relates to everything. Because if they can blame it on the environment, they can shut you down and control you. I mean, after all, the whole world depends on it, and you can't be a bad actor on the environmental stage destroying it for everybody else, you see. But otherwise, they'll take the social tact, which is, you know what? You're mentally ill. No wonder your stress is through the roof. No wonder you've got anxiety just off the chart. Because you know what? You're socially not complying with governance guidance. That's the problem. This is scary, folks, what we're really seeing here. This is really, really, really scary. And I know people would be kind of like, Sam, you're making a big deal out of nothing. I don't think so. I don't think that I'm uh, soft-pedaling this. Or bringing it up in a way that is un, uh, unrealistic. Now, folks, I don't know where to go with this. Because I don't know what we the people can do to stop it. We have, uh, in my mind, literally, uh, I don't know what word to use for this, but we have literally kind of backed away to the point where we've let too much go by. Let me give you an an example of what I'm talking about. Headline says Trump's brash style and confrontational personality are at least as important as his politics. Tom Clermonstein wrote this, and he is part of, uh, he's chairman of the conservative Claremont Institute think tank. Okay, that's what he told um, the Daily Caller News Foundation. And so he goes on to this big old rant, if you will, about, hey, you have got to take action, and Trump is taking action. So he compares it to the people on the uh, Flight 93 who stormed the cockpit. And he's saying, we have got to take action like Trump is right now to save ourselves. This perspective has been echoed by others affiliated with the national conservatism movement that Trump helped expose the problems that we're facing. He highlighted to us that we're in a war and we need to smell out or smoke out the rats. We need to shift our focus to meet the present moment. So they're saying Trump showed us how to do this. Trump showed us we're in a war. And he smoked out the rats. The media, as we now know it, is corrupt. 
We knew it was biased. But now we know it's absolutely corrupt, he continues. We now know the intelligence agencies, which we thought were the good guys. Well, now we know they're corrupt. We're fearful of being called racists. Trump is not. And it goes on and on and on. It's a great article. But I think it highlights something that we need to understand. I'm not super excited to go down the Trump road, as this guy's calling for him. Uh, because I believe Trump's part of the deep state. You can say, Sam, you're crazy. You, you know, you can attack me all you want to. Go ahead. I got um, big shoulders and a thick. Uh, I, I can take it. But Trump's brash style and confrontational personality are just as important as his politics. Now, I agree. And I think Trump's done a lot of good waking people up, folks. But remember, I've been telling people about the media way before Trump even ever walked down the escalator. When Trump was hanging out with liberals like Bill Clinton and Hillary and family, I was showing us that we're in a war, that we've got to smoke out the rats. The media we now know is corrupt. We knew it was biased, but now we know it's absolutely corrupt. I was highlighting this before Trump ever even walked down the escalator, folks. Remember, I'm the guy that gives a he who owns the media takes center stage presentations. Right? Uh, and he who owns the media makes the rules. I'm that guy, right? So I get it. Let's not be deceived. Beware of the CSG thing. It's time for Americans to start to stand up. This sitting idly by in the culture war will not work anymore, folks. We've already waited too long. Now, they'll tell you that I'm pushing for violence. They lie. I'm pushing for a peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And we can do it, ladies and gentlemen, using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, replete with its checks and balances. We can turn to God Almighty and repent. Those are the answers. Remember that Jesus Christ lives. And because he does, you can live and have liberty too. God save the Republic of the United States of America.